conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Let's get into our conversation for this hour. Let me invite Louis Nzimande. He is the National Executive Director at the South African National Council for the Blind. Louis, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. And your listeners. Elsa Lynn Kruger is the National Executive Director at Tape Aids for the Blind. Elsa, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for making time for this conversation today as well. So, Lewis, I'm going to start with you. And I want first for you to please explain to us just some of the problematic aspects of the copyright bill in particular to the extent that, of course, the Constitutional Court has also found that the extents of the bill that really make it difficult to uphold the rights of persons with disability. You see, the, the problem, Katie, starts... The, the copyright is old. It's 1978. That's the first point. And therefore, at the time, it didn't recognize um, the non-commercial and, and uh, non-profit use by the constituency of uh, blind and print-disabled uh, citizens, uh, or you know, of, of globally and, and and domestically here in South Africa, and therefore, and it was the purpose of that of the bill itself. Indeed, we we, we support the protection of uh, of of the of the um, of the the rights uh, by publishers and and um, and um, and people that contribute to to make those um, books and and and, and alternatives information uh, uh, format. However, at, and in 2013 then, when we speak to, to a, an option where then we introduce a framework where it, where then the, the, which will protect the rights, uh, the copyrights, but also allow access to those that would use the, 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 the information, whether it's books, or alternative formats of information uh, that are copyrighted uh, uh, for non uh, for non uh, uh, commercial purposes, and, and hence then the introduction of this treaty, and this treaty is endorsed by the World International, sorry, World um, Intellectual Property Organization. So the the, the Marrakesh Treaty, as it were is um is part of the the the, the framework of of of, the, of of players uh internationally uh, that are um, that, that 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 looks into the interest of of the of the um uh, uh, intellectual property uh, in terms of uh, the, 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 the 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 print books uh, print material so so as it were when we talk about print disabled people and 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 um, blind and partially sighted people it's because we th- these people would not in in any way abuse we understand the abuse and exploitation uh, of the of the of the privilege uh, uh, you know we we're calling it a right fundamentally but 
it's a privilege that uh, uh, we 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 want to to be entrenched within within um, uh, w- within the regime of of uh, of production and distribution of of the material. So the, I think that's the crux of the matter. Then what what we we all about now is how then the department or government, South African government, despite participating in Marrakesh, Morocco, and agreeing uh, uh, to, to, the, to the development of the treaty and all of that, then they come back home. The Department of Arts and Culture was there. The Department of um, Trade and Industry was there. Then they come back home. Then they decide to change the, the manner in which these things are done, Kate. What then they do, they then wanted to, to, to couple the, the treaty, which is non, non-commercial and it, that recognizes the rights and that recognizes the, the, um, the prohibition of, uh, of, of, um, of uh, exploitation of, of, uh, or, uh, through a commercial use of the material that is produced by publishers and 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 other works that people would have would have um, uh, um, made or produced and so then when they couple then then they coupled this then they they are bringing in in a a a a a, 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 a situation where the the non-commercial interest of the that is contained in the treaty itself they are bringing it to the commercial space, and therefore the debate and the delays because then there are vested interests here. And uh, what the, the biggest player, they sign up on the treaty like America, US, but when then they bully us on this side to say, we we take a different approach to mm. and and and, uh, that's, and 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 my understanding. Sorry to to come in there, Lewis. My mm. understanding is that. Um, the problem with the Marrakesh Treaty is the fact that South Africa has not ratified it in that original form, um, which which it was agreed to and discussed in Marrakesh. Exactly, that's the crux. So they come here home, they mm. change the the strategy and the approach, and then they are battling to to bring it back. and And uh, we've got a huge demand in our statement that we've issued. Uh, in looking at the the the, the, anniversary, the tenth anniversary of the treaty, we, we, there's so many beneficiaries that would would otherwise um, uh, uh, be privileged by having a, a, the Marrakesh Treaty. We, I mean, we have a huge program with uh, with the um, with the depart- basic uh, the Department of Basic Education on the so many print disabled and, and blind people that couldn't complete metric, the second chance uh, uh, metric program. Now, we can't produce material for them to study and that they're in big numbers. People can't read for leisure, can't uh, read for, I mean, for recreational access of, of information and, and those and, and, and the like. So and and hence the the, the 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 what I would like to call very strong and say a standoff between us and government because government is now playing a a dubious role of not knowing whether they go with uh, with those that 
are anti anti the anti relaxation or provision of access and 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 second distribution of the materials in accessible format just for the purposes we are we are saying all right uh, is for all right elsa let me bring you in here because this is something that um the constitutional court took a very strong view on and it felt that by 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 behaving in this manner, uh, as Lewis has described, effectively what is being done is that uh, people with print and visual disabilities are being radically compromised because they just aren't able to access and and enjoy, you know, some of the the literary work that the rest of society does. Yes, Kathy. Um, the argument that Lewis was putting forward um, is correct in that um, the Marrakesh Treaty is an international treaty and the legal status of an international treaty is dissimilar to an act promulgated by Parliament. Uh, a treaty um, is an international law that can't be changed, unlike an act which is the amended Copyright Act, which can be amended. So that constitutional court was, um, uh, in a way, it wasn't actually addressing the issue which we're trying to do now um, on the 10th anniversary of the Marrakesh, uh, the signing of the Marrakesh Treaty. And by the way, South Africa signed the, the Marrakesh Treaty in 2013 in Morocco, in Marrakesh, both our departments of uh, the Department of Trade and Industry as well as the Department of Arts and Culture were there. And they came back and the, both our houses of um, uh, Parliament, the National Assembly as well as the National Council of Provinces, NCOP, re- uh, approved and re- said that they ratified um, the Marrakesh Treaty. That's way back in 2013. Um, so, 10 years later, um, the, uh, uh, we, with the amended Copyright Act, we suddenly put the Marrakesh Treaty um, into uh, the Copyright Act instead of uh, allowing it to be uh, signed as the rest of the world. Um, and 30 African countries, by the way, have ratified prior to us. And the the constitutional court was a little bit of a red herring in a way because um for the last um 65 years for instance tape aids for the blind has been getting permission from publishers to convert printed material their published printed material into audio and in the case of educational books we call them talking books so those permissions have always been given but where libraries are concerned, we're, we're unique uh, from other libraries in that every single book, and there were 40,000 books uh, over the last 65 years that we've produced, every single book on our library shelves or on our digital catalog on our website has been produced by us because we've got civil society, um, volunteer narrators and proofreaders. We had 30 studios around the country. We now use We've supplied over 200 volunteer narrators and proofreaders with um, microphones and uh, recording equipment and and that. So they actually have home studios. So this has been happening. And the fact that the Constitutional Court said uh, that the uh, we should be permitted and um, uh, and 
overcome the 1978 Act uh, by allowing us to read. That's part of the problem. The Marrakesh allows cross-border sharing. And unless we are ratified as a country and belong to that group, um, we can't share literature for the blind in the form of Braille or large print or audio um, in accessible formats for persons who are, are blind with other libraries around the world. And that is what is limiting We've also got the South African Library for the Blind that does provide Braille, large print, and uh, audio, not in education, but in audio books, recreational books. Um, and that's an act of parliament in 1998. So uh, the Marrakesh was formed by WIPO, as Lewis was saying, in 2013, as a way for publishers around the world to be recognized and give permission that we can convert, copy, produce, uh, we being nonprofit organizations, obviously this is not for commercial use, but that nonprofit organizations can then distribute and uh, within their libraries. And that's what we're wanting to do is open that book famine and the floodgates of allowing books to be shared across borders mm. and libraries can make copies without having to get permission as long as it's going only to persons with difficulty reading. You know, Kathy, 10% of our population of South Africa has dyslexia, various forms of dyslexia. That's, that's a huge amount of people. So uh, we in the blindness sector are actually paying it forward by the blind uh, for all kinds of print disabilities. That includes people who have difficulty, physical disabilities, even holding a book or Parkinson's or um, any of those. So Marrakesh is, is actually going to be an amazing thing for the vulnerable and marginalized citizens of South Africa. All we need to do is ratify it. Mm. Elsa, I want to talk about um, the, the different kinds of books we're talking about here. They, because I think both sort of have a different kind of impact. So when we does it include educational books and recreational books? And and let's talk about the impact of 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 both. Uh, Kathy, it's all published material. So uh, whether that's uh, textbooks, educational literature, we're also talking about course material, support material. Uh, we at TAPEDS, we don't do Braille and large print, but we have been doing, uh, we call it talking books, which is what an American Library of Congress calls their um, audio books, because uh, it, it's put into a format. Uh, we use a universal standard MP3 because we needed an African solution for African conditions so that um, those thousands, we've got 18,000 beneficiaries, uh, a lot of them are in the rural areas, um, and we, we produce all mother tongue language books. Um, and what we've had to do in the past, for the past 65 years, is get permission from the publishers, and they've never denied us permission to convert into an uh, audio format. Um, and then we we uh, have um, certain tracking um, to make it accessible, you know, so that it's for navigation and place, place finding for people who are blind. Um, but 
they've never denied us permission and uh, we've been education we've got various programs here to read as well as our dual reading method um, interestingly enough um, for blind schools in 2012 when we migrated from tape cassette which is where we get our name from to digital format mp3 uh, the schools for the blind were a bit uh, reticent uh, because they thought well if we give them audio versions talking book versions of their textbooks the scholars won't bother to learn braille and we did a lot of research on dyslexia with uh, John Hopkins uh, Institute in America. We, we were looking at dyslexia. There was an experiment done with uh, 17 born blind and then 17 sighted uh, in using uh, complex algebra just to see which parts of the brain were, were um, being accessed and used. And the brain's an amazing thing. Uh, we use 100% of our brain, but not all at the same time. But interestingly enough, the audible cortex, there's no decoding, which there is if you're reading by Braille or if you're reading because it's tactile or if you're reading visually with your eyes. You've got to decode um, the, the symbols. Reading's an amazing uh, invention by man. 5,000 years ago, we found a way of magically taking symbols off a page and turning them into meaning. Now, we all heard President Ramaphosa saying that 81% of our, our learners uh, in grade, by grade four cannot read for meaning. <clears throat> so something we designed for blind schools for the blind, and there are 22 schools for the blind in South Africa. And by the way, there are 468 schools for learners with special education needs. And we call that ELSEN, L-S-E-N, learners with special education needs, uh, schools in South Africa. and the um all right uh, elza i'm going to ask you to to pause it there i'll give you a chance to uh, complete that thought in a moment it's 10:30 now and time for us to take the latest news headlines Good morning. In the headlines, at least 31 suspected illegal miners believed to be Basutu nationals have died at a disused mine in Virginia and the Free State last month. In a statement, the Mineral Resources Department says the group died in a ventilation shaft that was last operational in the 1990s. The Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein has found that the Judicial Services Commission was wrong when it found retired Judge Mkola Mutata was only guilty of misconduct and not gross misconduct. And in efforts to tackle the toilet crisis plaguing the country, public benefit organization Breadline Africa is on a mission to replace unsafe pit toilets in schools. I'll have details on these and other stories at 11. Taking a look at your markets this morning, the rand is trading at 18 rand 63 to the dollar, 23 rand 66 to the pound, and 20 rand 24 to the euro. Markets in Asia ended lower. The JSE is mainly lower in mid-morning trade. Markets in Europe are currently in negative terrain. At this hour, gold is trading at $1,918, platinum at $924 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil is at $72.77 a barrel. 
don't want to miss City Slickers. It's full of fun, adventure, and challenges all the way. Yup, our City Slickers put their phones down and get out there into the real world. It's awesome. We're going. It's fun all the way. Oh, you got it. Catch City Slickers every Thursday at 4.30, only on S3. In partnership with SABC Education. Nothing brings customers back to your shop like the National Lottery. From Powerball, Lotto, Daily Lotto and Sports Stake, boost your store's income and attract more customers. Become a lottery agent today and join the excitement of your customers winning big. With the National Lottery, you can enjoy the benefits of increased foot traffic, attractive commission rates and ongoing support from our team. All this while you'll have the opportunity to offer the most popular and entertaining National Lottery products that keeps them coming back for more. So, what are you waiting for? Apply now to become an authorized National Lottery agent and join the winning team. Visit nationallottery.co.za, complete the retailer expression of interest form, and we will call you back. It pays to play with the National Lottery. Panda Pusha Play. Let the bell ring. Meropa Casino will experience an avalanche of punches from nine bouts during the Power to Youth International Boxing Night. Ayanda Ngozi will cross-question the champion Kaya Busagwe in the SA Lightweight title. Meanwhile, Johnson Mutsanani challenges the champ Rofio Mapufa in the Dimpopo Flyweight title. The Queens of the Ring, SA's Nozi Dube and Aditya Mimu of Malawi will battle it out in the female junior featherweight division to demonstrate that this is not a ladies' night out. Catch the Limpopo champions, Power to Youth International Boxing Night on Friday 23 June at 7pm on SABC Sport on DTT Channel 4, Open View 124, also available on SABC Plus and SABCSport.com. Then on SABC 2 at 10.30pm, brought to you by SABC Sport. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point. We're talking about easing access in particular to reading materials for uh, persons who are blind, who are visually impaired or otherwise print disabled and what it is legislatively that South Africa needs to do in order to increase this access. We already have a constitutional court ruling in that regard that has empowered the organizations to, I think, also hold government a lot more accountable, even when it comes to some of its policy decisions that are restricting the kind of access that will enable um, you know, the ease of, 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 of sharing this published works, as you've already heard from our guest today. Louis Nzimande is the uh, National Executive Director at the South African National Council for the Blind, and Elza Lynn Kruger is with Tape Aids for the Blind, also a National Executive Director there. So Elza, you are still giving us sort of a lay of the land in terms of when we think about the the people who are affected by this, especially from a learning perspective, how vast that is in the country. Yes, um, uh, we are working with the Department of Basic Education, but uh, I was explaining to you before the news that uh, paying it forward by the blind to the uh, persons with dyslexia or any other uh, disability that uh, prevents them from reading uh, with meaning 
uh, goes back to when in 2012 uh, we approached the, the schools for the blind and also the learners with special education needs. Uh, and we then developed a dual reading method because there is no decoding from the audible cortex. It goes straight to language comprehension, unlike if you were reading with Braille, tactilely with your fingertips or visually with your eyes. And you've got the decoding center and then it goes from decoding to language comprehension. Now, the problem, if your mother tongue language is also not English, you don't might not have a problem decoding the words because um, you don't have a visual disability uh, or a, a dyslexia, but you're the, you've got to translate between uh, decoding and language comprehension and the brain kind of freezes up it sort of says enough now um so that is why we have the worst literacy levels in the world um and that is what tape aids and and the reason behind the Mar us wanting the marrakesh is because we can then share with those learners that have got difficulty reading for meaning um and therefore difficulty reading, uh, we can share the published literature that we've converted into accessible formats of audio or in the case of um, blind and visually impaired Braille. Uh, and that would help promote the learning of Braille. Braille is very useful uh, for the young learner at school because as they graduate and, and, and grow older, they're able to uh, read the Braille while they're making presentations as well as uh, as you read with your eyes. So uh, all forms, whether it's Braille, large print, uh, to produce a Braille book, uh, to master a Braille, costs the non-profit organizations about 25,000 Rand to master it in the same way as a publisher uh, uh, charges for their books because they've got to make the master plates for their books. Um, and that's what we, Tape Aids for the Blind and other non-profit organizations that convert printed material, whether it's textbooks, as you were saying, put for education, or teacher support material, um, uh, or whatever the, because you have a lot of teachers that um, have visual disabilities and they are teaching and it helps them to get the, the work in audio because they haven't yet mastered Braille. So... Uh, those three formats uh, of accessible formats uh, are very valuable. Lewis, let me come back to you and then give you an opportunity to talk about how you are approaching then this phase of, of, of the conversation with Parliament and the changes that you would like to see effected. Yes. So um, for next week, <clears throat> we, 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 wrote, we wrote to... Um, to, to DERCO, uh, Department of uh, Justice and Correctional Service, and we say to them, we, we want you to, to, to activate the process of the ratification of uh, the Marrakesh Treaty. Um, and then additionally, we, we then look at, we, we're looking at, um, you know, to, to further this conversation, uh, um, to, to to get into the to lodge a a petition with the petitions committee in parliament, um, and that's besides as 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 we've been uh, you know saying here, that's beside the reading in of one clause 
into the copyright bill because what what the court have done is sought to to provide a a what a, a reading in into an uh, an old act of 1978 so whilst the process of amending the act itself is on as um, Elzalin uh, said earlier that it's now with the NCOP uh, it has gone through uh, the uh, National Assembly and, and, and all that, but it still does not substitute the need for the ratification of, of, of the treaty itself. As we speak, uh, 118 countries of the world have signed, making their books available. Now, if we don't sign, the, the implications are that we will not be able to exchange books we will not be able to to access books from from, from a non uh, 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 commercial point of view, but also, Kathy, just to to uh, as a general no, uh, observation, is that um, this does not touch the books, uh, audio books uh, that are already made, uh, whether through all the the reading apps or books apps uh, that are there, as well as those that are in your um, in your uh, bookstores that are made audi- audible as long as those are also accessible and don't require any work so those of uh, blind and 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 print disabled people if they come across those books um and uh, and those books are at a commercial level they, and and they will buy we're not saying you know if if that book is already accessible is in is an accessible format and and it's sold at that level and it's not done via or through the non-profit organization that those are affected but what we're saying is that the the non-profit organizations that would want to provide these books effectively uh, should be allowed to do so and not be hindered by any legislative framework uh, uh, because uh, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes no sense that when I have this book in, in Braille and I can't sell it to anybody, it's, it's only I read it, and once I've read it, I don't even know where I, I keep it. You know, it, uh, I'm giving a practical scenario about this book. So rather, I'm, you know, I, I, I borrow the book from the library, I read and use for that purpose, whether it's qualifications. And your question to um, to Elzalin Kete, we're seeing quite um, an increasing and and I mean a number of uh, blind people in, uh, in in tertiary institutions, uh, 22 universities and uh, and, and uh, universities of technology. They have uh, you know the, we are working with the disability units in these uh, institutions. Also to to uh, to assist in the in the braille production, we've we've been supporting them for many years, either through audio um, or or, um, or or braille production. I mean, lawyers, advocates, and and uh, you know, significant professionals that uh, are in this uh, that are, are out there that uh, have have been needing these books, uh, for, whether for academic and even just for general knowledge, leisure, and and um, as it were. I think it's also important to, to talk about the fact that um, even though the Constitutional Court, of course, um, came out very clearly, you know, to, to talk about some of the limitations of, of the Copyright Act, it did, however, say that in the interim, while it's given Parliament 24 months 
to, to sort of address the issue, that access should be granted immediately so that people don't have to wait until government has sort of put in the, the necessary changes. What has been your experience with that, Lewis? Has there been a change? Not yet. We, it's not yet uh, tr- uh, filtered uh, uh, to, to us. We still, you know, we still have to uh, ask permission with certain materials where from uh, publishers. And um, obviously, because the debate has not been fully exhausted, remember there are people that are for and people that are against in terms of the access provided. And um, they, they are, the debate is uh, on, on many fronts from fair use and and, and, and those kind of uh, uh, you know elements that people are debating about and protection of uh, commercial interest and, and, and all of that. So it has not filtered. Hence, we are insistent in our in, in our in our demand for the for the ratification of the of the Marrakesh because fundamentally it would level you know the the the, the, the playing field uh, in terms of uh, the the what it it seeks to do. Mm. I mean uh, the exchange, I mean exchanging books uh, and 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 producing them. I mean if you have already 118 countries that have signed. And uh, South Africa is not signed, so the limit you, you could see then that that the balance is just uh, not to our favour in South Africa. Absolutely, Elsa. L- let me bring you in here, and and perhaps you can talk about again just um, these issues around uh, that, that Lewis is talking about fair use, the the commercialisation aspect of it. I mean, have you built in as an industry? Um, mechanisms that you think will be able to address the issues, um, particularly that 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 are around things like like fair use and, and avoid the abuse of of this material. Uh, Kathy, a very interesting uh, aspect that that you've brought in. We're, we're actually very grateful. The amended Copyright Act. Clause 20, Section 19D, they've actually included a whole new section uh, which actually accommodates uh, putting uh, material into accessible formats, plus in Clause 20, not only 19D, which is specifically for persons with disabilities, but um, the other parts, which is for libraries and others, that addresses... uh, fair use um, and it includes for persons with disabilities. But the fair use aspect um, in the amended Copyright Act, uh, of course, from 1978, uh, we're now in the electronic age, but uh, the existing bill doesn't, for instance, allow even a school or a university, for instance, um, to copy a paragraph out of a book for an exam, to put in an exam paper, for instance, um, and you've got the university or the librarian, they've got to get permission from the publishers to utilize uh, works in that way. Plus, you're not really allowed to photostat um, sections of books and other things to use in uh, lectures and uh, school teaching. Uh, So at the moment, as the bill stands. So they are two very different things, the Marrakesh Treaty, which is an international treaty, and the Copyright Act. But we are very grateful and we don't want to be 
to have uh, that uh, uh, clause 19D of, I mean, clause 20, section 19D removed from the Copyright Act, we would be very happy and we have been supporting uh, with the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Trade and Industry is has been managing the whole amended copyright process. And we, Lewis and myself together, because I am a member of the National Management Committee of the South African National Council for the Blind, we've been submitting oral as well as um, written submissions to the DTI, the Parliamentary uh, Portfolio Committee, over the last three, four years, um, lobbying for it uh, to, to happen. For fair use, America even has uh, adopted fair use, so it's very un strange why they are trying to put the DTI over a barrel where Algoa is concerned by saying um, we don't agree with uh, uh, us having fair use. The fair use is what's holding up the whole amended uh, 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 Copyright Act going through. It's, it's currently, as Lewis said, with the uh, NCOP. But um, fair use is uh, uh, the stumbling block. Um, but we're calling for the uncoupling take Marrakesh out and ratify it. But please leave in everything that you've got in the amended Copyright Act, which serves persons with disabilities. And I think that makes complete sense. Uh, Elsa Lynn Kruger is with Tape Aids for the Blind. We'll continue this conversation in a moment. Of course, I'll also take some of uh, your contributions to it. 086-000-2032. Perhaps you're also directly affected, right, by this limited access. You can call in and tell us about what your experience has been. How much of a game changer would it be uh, if South Africa ratify, ratifies rather, the Marrakesh Treaty and just the world of, of options that, that it opens up. On the WhatsApp voice notes, I'll take those uh, SMSs and voice notes on 0614-104-107. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're talking about increasing access, in particular to published works for people who are blind, visually impaired, and who have other print disabilities. We're joined by Lewis Nzimande and Elsa Lynn Kruger. So Lewis, you're heading to DERCO, the Justice Department and the Petitions Committee. I wonder, how can the ordinary public get involved? How can they support this cause? Um, the, in, in, in many ways, obviously, the, the, the Petitions Committee will, will run a process of consultation in terms of the uh, democratic principles of our country and the constitution. And uh, with uh, with DERCO and and, 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 and the Justice Department, um, they they, uh, as well would publish gazettes or, or, you know, uh, frameworks uh, for, and that that, that allows for, for 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 the public to to participate, but also, you know, as we have this conversation, as you are inviting them, Kathy, and we we we, we are very appreciative of uh, SAFM for or even allowing this uh, this conversation because it educates others, but also uh, it's it's already putting a, a discussion out there uh, on this net that it cannot it ca- it's it can't be that everything. Has to be commercialized, even at uh, at uh, at a disadvantage of many. As as we say, um, we we it's quite a, a million of 
of us that would have otherwise benefited uh, in, 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 in the move of allowing this uh, access uh, on these uh, print, uh, print, um, print works. All right. Philip, you're in Johannesburg. Good morning. Morning, Kathy. Uh, morning, Mr. Nsimande and Elzan uh, Kruger. Yes, Kathy, uh, this is a very uh, thorny uh, matter and it affects a lot of lot of students um, even to date. Uh, for example, uh, some some of us uh, have to buy a book that you are, you know for sure that you are not going to read. You purchase a book for 400 rand so that at your institution they can send you a, a soft copy of the very same book that you have purchased. So that's that's the the complexity of of this situation. Uh, so uh, uh, the points that um, uh, Perpetua is, uh, is raising there are, are very much correct. For blind people, it it becomes a hassle uh, to study. So, so then, Philip, if 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 you receive a soft copy of the book, and and um, my understanding is that um, Philip, that you're blind, how how then do are you able to to use it effectively? Yes, uh, a, a soft copy uh, is that uh, what what Elzalin was talking was talking to that that uh, I, would, I would get either a, a CD or they would send me a link with that uh, for for that book. So I would have to read it from. Uh, whatever device, whether it's from my smartphone or from the the laptop, but uh, the, the 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 issue would be, why do I have to buy a a book, a hard copy that I am not going to be able to read? I'm buying it so that I can be given a soft copy. It, it's it's a valid point, and it makes life unnecessarily. Um, complicated and inconvenient for you. Yes, it, it, it's an unnecessary inconvenience. So uh, it's 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 long overdue that the the Marrakesh Treaty should have been ratified. Uh, the speed with which uh, our government ratified the the UN Convention uh, for Rights of Persons with Disabilities should have been the speed with which they, they, they dealt with the Marrakesh Treaty to make things easier. Because wh- when they ratified the UN Convention, uh, it, we, we hoped that things will, will improve. But now, with the Marrakesh Treaty, uh, they're taking forever, rounds and rounds. And part of the UN Convention talks about uh, accessibility. And when you go also to the uh, Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. There, there is a, a right to access of information, particularly if you want to exert your rights. So it means my rights to information in a format of my choice uh, is being infringed. Philip, you've put it very, very well for us and I think really helped us understand the practical implications of what we're talking about here this morning. Uh, Elsa Lynn, an opportunity for you to come in and also just give us your concluding remarks. Thank you. By the way, 
I don't know if you realize, but Louis Nzamandi is also blind. <laughs> so he is uh, speaking from the same experience that Philip has just spoken about. Uh, in summary, the reason why um, it's taking so long, well, it's taken 10 years for them to ratify is uh, in their wisdom, uh, they, they thought, let's domesticate it um, uh, into the copyright bill. But many countries around the world, and even South Africa, the, the UNCRPD, the United Nations uh, Commission on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities that Philip spoke about, was actually signed and ratified by South Africa in two, um, uh, 2007 and then enacted into law here in 2008. And this was prior to a lot of our domestic laws were actually accommodating um, the principles that were enshrined in the UNCRPD, especially even like SARS. Um, SARS didn't have provisions, but it it's allowed that UNCPRD, the international treaty, to overcome. And this is the very reason that WIPO in Marrakesh in 2013 set up the Marrakesh Treaty so that it could normalize or else create a benchmark for publishers around the world and countries who didn't yet have that accessibility built into their domestic laws, the, the ability to sign and ratify an international law that would then allow those countries to exchange material across borders, open up accessibility while the countries were busy catching up and domesticating those principles into their, and updating their own laws. Thank you, Cathy. Thank you so much, Elsa, for coming on to uh, the show and, and I think providing so much insight into the issue here. Lewis, your parting shot? Um, uh, our parting shot on behalf of the blindness sector, Kathy, is to, to make a call for the support of our, of our campaign and also to, to put pressure at all costs with, through open letters and 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 uh, comments uh, on radio on all the platforms tweeting and every uh, social media about uh, putting pressure on government on uh, to ratify the marrakesh treaty but also to 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 assist us to make a, a contribution uh, in in the fight uh, against illiteracy and uh, and also it's a positive contribution towards those that are using accessible formats for for learning, for improving their lives, for 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 to be able to also participate in the work environment using books, information, and 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 I mean could be braille, could be audio, could be um, could be um, uh, uh, and all other textile methods of of reading because then we all living equally as citizens all, all and right. being empowered all right thanks for that lewis nzimandi he is with the national council for the blind it's 11 o'clock time for the latest news